welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hope everyone's good. Yes, we do. We do. We're we're doing okay. We're mostly awake, aren't we? Mostly, mostly, mostly. Um, before we start, just wanted to say a huge thank you to Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories for interviewing us last yes, week, which is really, really exciting. It was also a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and hope people enjoyed it. And those who have started listening to us from that, thank you so so much for giving us a listen. It's yeah. amazing. Hello. Hope you're enjoying the episodes. Um, and yeah, it's lovely to have some new listeners. Welcome. Come sit. Welcome. With us. Welcome. Welcome. Um. So, if you have joined us first, um, this is your first time listening. Uh, we are a musical horror podcast. Yeah. We review films and we write songs about them. And we also do a bit of research into scary songs and cover them as well. Uh, this is a movie episode, isn't it? Liz? It is. We alternate. We yes. alternate. So, but don't worry, there's always a scary story involved in all the oh, episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll be some kind of history type thing yeah. with spookiness and general, yeah. General jibber jabber. Often there's jibber jabber. Yes. Sometimes yes. it's just mostly jabber. Yeah, I know the jibber is lacking, but um... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You can't have jibber every day. It's fine. No, you can't have jibber every day. No anyway, more jibber until you've eaten your jabber. Shall we stop jabbering? No. And... <laughs> no. Um, what else are we going to fill the time I with? I don't know. I don't know. I've got a very croaky voice today. You have, haven't you? I know, what happened? Um, well, I Were think you shouting at the donkeys. Uh, yes, um, I have. Um, if, if people follow us on Instagram, you might have seen the donkeys that are at my workplace, which are gorgeous, but they wouldn't speak to me this morning. Um, I think, as I've, opposed to usually when you have a nice in-depth conversation with them. Well, they, sometimes they let me scratch their nose. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I've got lovely. a hoarse voice, probably because I've had COVID in the last couple of weeks. Um, again again um i did two very long gigs at the weekend and then um spent all of sunday learning show, show tunes um and then had a very long rehearsal for monday night that's probably why i'm hoarse i would it imagine it probably is yeah, yeah. do i sound be- fabulous better that than being donkey because if you sounded, <laughs> if you sounded donkey this would be a terrifying podcast for everyone and not in a fun horror sense you got a puppy all i got in my room is shampoo i don't know what you're on about that's from shrek donkey donkey Okay. Yeah. I, I okay. Yeah. Okay. Meant. I assume that's what you were talking about. I get. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be Eddie Murphy. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know we're twins. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you do look the same. Yeah, yeah. we do. I, I really. For those who haven't seen me, I look exactly like Eddie Murphy as oh, you can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, Spitting image. <laughs> anyway, let's stop going on and on and get into our film review. Yes. Which is we should do that. Really, you shouldn't we? are not my mother. Yeah. And I'm going to read a little uh, bio of it. Ready? Yes. In a North Dublin housing estate, Shah's mother goes missing. When she returns, Shah is determined to uncover the truth of her disappearance and unearth some dark secrets of her family. That's all it says. That's pretty sort of... That's pretty vague, actually. Yeah, very vague. As a blurb, I know blurbs aren't usually that useful. That's one of the weaker ones, I feel, to actually summarise the film. But Um, hey. So I will say before we go into it, there might be a few spoilers here. So if you've not seen the film and you're planning on watching it, then maybe skip forward. As per usual. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can't talk about a thing if you don't talk about the thing. Well, exactly. Um, I thought this was a great film. I did enjoy it, yeah. Uh, I I gather it was the directorial debut of person who made it okay whose name i don't know but uh i thought cool that's always good to see because i mean that's kind of the reasons i think we i think horror is really fun as a film genre because it's usually where a load of directors start out 
I yeah. don't know why, but they seem yeah. to make horror films to start with anything. Okay, yeah. this is quite cool. So to elaborate a little bit on that um, synopsis, um, so the, Charles' mother, Angela, disappears. Yes. Um, she is mentally quite unwell, you know, can't she's very depressed, can't get out of bed. And so when she disappears, they're obviously really worried about her. When she comes back, she's got a different personality. She has, yeah. Which I always like that kind of thing anyway. You know, I, I'm very interested in so, those sorts of stories. Um, there was a film with Angelina Jolie called The Changeling a while ago, ah. a few years ago, where this was a true story, apparently. This woman lost her son and he, he was returned to her, but it was a different child. But everyone pretended it was her son, basically okay. to say that they'd solved the case. Yep. And Whereas, in fact, this poor kid had been... Um, taken away and killed but they wanted to make it all look better and rosy so they basically gave her this boy and was like just you know just this is your son there you go have child now bye yeah so this film obviously you are not my mother is um it is a a changeling film and i said it quite early on i was like this is a changeling film you did you did and you You, you were very proud of yourself when you said it as well well yeah i mean i've 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 listened to stuff about them on other podcasts and, you know, you, you hear about kind of them in folklore. So it was really, really interesting to see a changeling story in a modern setting. Yeah. Really yeah. interesting. Well, you say modern. I think for a long time, until we saw a mobile phone, we weren't, we weren't quite sure, sure what era it is because the house, it, a lot of the stuff happens in, it looks like it was decorated about 1972. Yeah. It hasn't been updated or cleaned since. Yeah. When I say modern setting, I mean like in, you know, a lot of changeling stories, which is where... Um, someone's someone is swapped for someone else, basically, um, and they come back. They look like themselves, but they're not themselves. Um, a lot of those stories come from you know like fairy tale times. Yes. So, okay. You know, compared to you know or like you know you hear about medieval stories and stuff like that. Um, so this film, yeah, is obviously 1970s would still count. Well, obviously, it would. Yeah, but turns out I think it was actually fairly contemporary. Yeah, or it was set in a was, somewhat contemporary. Everything was very, you know, you, you everything was very bleak. Like, like the cars were gray. more recent and things like that. Yeah, it was, just... it was strange. You were trying to kind of place where it's set. We were. Um, but yeah, it was very, very good. Um, the whole sort of feel of the film was quite bleak. And it is very bleak. It's glib. I would say, I think the word I came across with that I felt is claustrophobic. Yeah. It feels, because it's all very muted greys. Yeah. And it, it's it's shot the whole time that you feel very squashed up. Yeah. And the, the the sort of family dynamic feels very squashed up as well. Yeah, you, this the, poor girl who's, you know, her, her mum's ill and she lives with her, they live with the grandmother. And he's, he's, there's three generations of women in one house, which is going to be you know, tense as it is, um, throw in a bit of, you know, uh, un, you know, bad mental health and paranormal evil fairies. It's going to be a whole lot worse, isn't it? True. But I will say, actually, they it's a it's a slow burn. Yeah. The the first hour or so is just a really glib family drama. Yeah. Um, engaging, though. It is engaging, but that that is what you're watching. And yeah. that's fine. Um, but like there's nothing horror, really, for the first no. hour, hour and 15 or something like that. Or maybe you get a fraction of a moment like... Um, Something you'll be seeing in like a reflection mm. momentarily, and that's all you get. Yeah. Or there, there's like you know slightly strange wind sounds or um, creaking I thought that pipes. Was you. No, it wasn't. It wasn't all me. No, they don't, the, only, the only clue there's something overtly untoward going on is creaking pipes and like weird yeah. wind sounds. But actually, it's 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 very yeah. cut and dry. The um the woman who played the mother. I mean, I thought. All the acting was, was, like, was the, good. The cast is excellent. She they they carry the thing. incredible because, you know, we've watched a lot of horror films. Mm. You know, I feel like I'm pretty, you know, blasé about most horror. But the way she acted, 
really freaked me out because it was like it she was using mental health sort of mixed with horror you know someone who was possessed but you know you were thinking is she possessed or is it because she's a mental health you know it's it's similar to like the babadook in some ways if people okay. have seen the yeah, babadook yeah. um you're not really sure what it is i mean apart until she starts sort of scuttling around like a spider um, that's very late on though yeah and, and they, they don't really lean into that too much yeah. most of the time she's just being she's just it, it's all done by her physicality it's all yeah. low-tech effects it's not it's a lot of cgi so, at all it's, it's so powerful yeah just the human just a, a human scream is so you know it it, it cuts through you yes um, and it's so, so powerful. And it was just really impressive the way they did it. Really impressive. Yeah. There's just a few moments in it which stood out in my mind afterwards. Like the, there's that bit where her, um, the, the daughter happens to get woke up in the night and just look out into the hallway and it's just her mum standing in the hallway, like yeah. creaking around. Yeah. You can hear sort of crunching bones. She's just sort of standing in the light of a window and her neck's going in weird directions and things. And she just kind of goes back to bed. Oh, yeah. Don't want yeah. to get involved I'm here. Just and then, it, yeah. then the mum sort of it comes over and you just hear her leaning over the bed and saying, are you awake? Yeah. And uh, that that was a, a really nicely done moment because it's, yeah. Mm. It's- and you, you get to this point where, like, obviously, as I said, the mother's, um, the mother's quite depressed and when she comes back, she's suddenly all cheerful and but very cheerful and that you can sort be of dead behind the yeah, eyes the daughter's cheerful. like i preferred the depressed you know yes. come back and be depressed again because this is worse. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's quite as it, that, I mean, it's quite, a, there's no, no kind of complicated, offshoot storylines where I mean the girls being no, no, bullied it's, it's, it's very yeah you know, but it's not it's quite a simple straightforward story but it's really engaging it really works it is it's a slow burn I will say the pacing is bizarre it does mm. like like actually the mum's movements now I think about it perhaps yeah it's, you sometimes get long periods where not too much happens and then it, it really drastically changes pace it becomes really erratic yeah and then it goes back to quiet again it, it does that quite yeah. a lot and um, I, and that can that completely catches mm. you off guard and I you don't know what's coming I won't say what happens at the end but I think at the end you still have a bit of a sense of like it's still a bit bleak and and hopeless because it's still oh, it is. it's still kind of in you've got this t- difficult existence whatever happens you know yeah so yeah. it's 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 difficult and but the use of the folklore behind it as well is really really interesting as well yeah because they don't really spend too much time on it it's not there as um like a big crutch I don't think it's no. just they're supporting it generally and they refer to it and they nod to it a bit but yeah it's, it's not a but I remember like when we saw tale. when we watched uh La Llorona hmm. I remember thinking oh, I really want to know more about the background to La Llorona you know like I thought they'd do a in-depth thing but with this it didn't matter too much no it was no, it was true. it was touched upon and it worked um because I think there was enough going on in the main body of the film that you know to be engaged in yeah i think yeah um so yeah i definitely recommend this i i think it was, it was, pr- it was pretty good netflix. um anything else it is on netflix it? yeah it's just you know there's lots of nice little touches in it um the main character's called char mm-hmm. and the i guess we can say the opening can't we in fact we should we should we should book it by say talk about the opening and the closing i mm. think because there's there are some reflections in it yeah um fire is one fire definitely and, yeah. and that, hence why the character's called char because she gets Charred. Oh my god, I did not get she that. She has a birthmark on her face. Cause, yeah. um, so it, 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 it's it's strong opening, strong opening to this film, right? It's just um like um a Mid- cul-de-sac road at night yep. and a baby sitting on the tarmac. Yeah. You can hear it kind of whimpering and crying. And then an elderly woman comes in, whisks up the baby, takes her into the woods, then a baby gets set on fire. Yep. That's that's the that's how this thing starts. That's how it starts. And then it cuts away to this glib family drama and this hangs over you 
and presumably the characters for the rest of it, but you don't actually find out what the hell it was about until quite close to the end, and it's, it was quite a good reveal, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Um, and you touched on briefly the bullying. The bullying for me actually, I think, left me a bit cold because it, it felt that was where the believability was shattered for me. I think it, it got a bit too far. It wasn't explained why the bullies were so they were really, extreme. They were really, really vile. There was, there was no justification yeah. for them at all. I mean, you could say, yeah, they had a hard life, but like, yeah, but yeah. They, they seemed to get, escalate from not talking to someone to yeah. trying to kill her They weren't from, just, from yeah. nothing. It wasn't just like flushing um, her, her head down the toilet. No, no, like, it wasn't. We will it was, kill you. And it's like, I don't actually know if... And they weren't that, supernatural. They were just no, shits. Yeah. And like, no, I, I don't buy that. That unfortunately didn't help yeah. the ending for me a bit. It left no. me a bit cold. And it was interesting watching that and then we we're watching Bad Sisters at the same time. Which is <laughs> like, a, is it the same Dublin? Is it the same? Uh, well, they're both, they're both set in Dublin, but they're very, very different yeah, Dublins. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Du- yeah, North Dublin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just funny because the way it's shot, Bad Sisters, even though it's quite a grim subject, it's it's all sunny oh, it's, and lovely. Yeah, and, it's modern and yeah, crisp. Yeah. And whereas, then this is none of those things. Yeah, yeah, it's just funny comparing the two. Not that they've got, you know, anything to do with each other, but it's just, you know, watching two things set in a similar place Yeah, uh, at the same time. Yeah, um, I, I liked the sort of, when you were pointing at the, the folklore, the, the, um, there was a bit of exposition the, the grandmother said about how the whole estate was built. I think it was the grandmother. Someone said the whole estate was built on a river. Yeah. They just kind of bulldozed, you know, so yeah. the whole ground is claggy and it's basically tainted ground. So yeah. that's the kind of justification for lots of this. And I, Actually, that was quite, yeah. quite nicely worked in, yeah. but not. And we will go into the changeling folklore a little bit later um, good, with good. the story, so I won't go into it too much now. Yeah, um, um, but I don't, I don't think I have loads else to say no. other than you watch know, it. The what's in the songs? Yeah, I, I, I think go go find this film as you, as you said. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's not your it's not your jump scare film at all. No, but it's very engaging, and there were a few bits. It's that, gripping, you know, maybe jump it's, a little bit. It's quite thrilling. Yeah, yeah. there are a few yeah. bits, but it's, it's yeah. not a it's not a boom. I felt like it was a good film to get my teeth into yeah after yeah. we watched jennifer's body which i thoroughly enjoyed well, this so, was so, a, so wildly different this was a very serious kind of you know intense film yeah i'd be disappointed if this director hasn't done anything horror-ish since i don't know if they have yeah. or not well we're but, gonna get into that yeah shall we play some songs i think we should i think we should that is what we usually do let's yes. let's review the the situation in song i'm reviewing the situation okay <laughs> i really liked that your song doesn't sound like that, does it? No, it's for, that's from Oliver. That's what it's learning from. Show tunes. Of course you have, yeah. Um, I'm a bad you, you and a bad and I will stay. You uh, don't usually burst into show tunes. I'm no, not I used don't. to this. It's not my bag normally. Um, cool. Let's go for it. Which song do you want to play first? Um, let's see which one I can drag from the folder first. Cool. All right. Enjoy. So set fire to a babe mirror ring saving your mum from the flames reluctantly make a friend with a stranger it won't shake off the feeling of despair child who wakes up one day her mum's vanished with no trace a strange thing behind me, behind her face. Take this, it'll keep you safe. Except it
Our life takes unexpected flipping How about time for some extreme bullying? Mistaken kin As sharp questions Where does she fit in? Yeah. You're clever. That does actually kind of represent how she danced, I think. I think so. Clever. Clever Vincy. It's just it was an erratic song. Yeah. Loads of it disjointed was. bits. It was. That was why you were sort of in here wailing the other day. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's why I did that really long shout. Yes. You're going to say something else then. Um, what? <laughs> never mind. Um, do you want to play my song? Yes, I do. <laughs> there will always be tension in a house women three generations on the go it's been quite the upheaval since angela turned evil since the fairies went and stole away her soul oh life's a little bleak and your ma is not herself she's been mewing like a cat down on the floor so she'll fight her inner demons and you should fight yours too to bring your mother home again once more Depression is a bitch But being wicked's even worse And there's no cure for that Don't you know And it can really change a bean Make her a total scream Since the fairies went and stole away her soul Oh, life's a little bleak And your ma is not herself She's been dancing round like she's the devil's whore So she'll fight her in her demons And you should fight yours too to bring your mother home again once more Alive, alive, oh Of 
chloramental health and we struggle to keep ourselves whole. Using folklore language to illustrate human anguish like the fairies went and stole away our souls. Oh, life's a little bleak and your ma is not herself. All those gleeful dislocations of our jaw. Social fighter and a demon, and you should fight yours too to bring your mother home again once more. Oh, life's a little bleak and your ma is not herself. She's been acting like the guy who made up sore. Such a fighter in her demons, and you should fight yours too to bring your mother home again once more. Live alive, oh, live alive, oh, to bring your mother home again once more. Live alive, oh, live alive, oh, to bring your mother home again once more. Live alive, oh, live alive, oh, to bring your Aha! Well, that's going to be stuck in my head for a while. I was desperate to do an Irish song. Fair enough. I've um, been working with um, a lady, Irish lady, uh, for the last few months and been learning a lot of Irish music. And uh, when we watched the film, I was like, ah, this is an excuse <laughs> for me to do an Irish song. I, I figured you might do that. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't. I as well. hope it was all right. If any Irish listeners, I hope I did it justice. Um, but yeah, I love, I've, I've really got into Irish music recently. So I hope, I hope I did it justice. I think so. I yeah. think so. Um, Sounded pretty cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed doing that. Really enjoyed it. Good. Um, cool. So, would you like a story? I would definitely like a story. Okay. Uh, is it an unsettling story? I mean, I, I hope is so. Is it scary? Well, n- no, it's about rainbows and butterflies. And oh, that well, one. Well, you know, of course it's scary. Call the ghost gig. Or the goat gig or whatever it was that we said the other day. Um, I think we should stick with the ghost gig in, okay. hindsight. in hindsight. Although the goat gig, I think, will be a separate... A separate yeah. side project. Okay. If we do like an April first one next year or something like that. Yeah, I think I think I did that actually hysterically because I am so funny this year. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. So you know that's fine. Glad we sorted that out. <laughs> um. Okay. I have a story. Excellent. I have a story about a changing. Well, that that obviously is good. Actually, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, are you ready? Yes. Mm. I want to hear about the changing. Okay. The changeling, not the changing. It's not about you. It's not you changing into pajamas. <laughs> Once oh. upon a time, there was a man called Vince. Once upon a time, I changed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a first. Um, <laughs> right. Once you, upon a time, she changed my pants. You would not believe the smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like we're five. Right. Yeah. I'm going to read a story now about. Yes. Please save thing. us. Save us all from this bizarre diatribe. Okay. Are you ready? Then let's begin. A changeling, also historically referred to as an oaf or an oaf, is a human-like creature found in folklore throughout Europe. A changeling was believed to be a fairy that had been left in the place of a human, typically a child, stolen by other fairies. Here is a tale of warning on the very subject. The Quinn family looked down in pride at their new baby. They had named her Grace, and their hearts were full. Her mother cradled Ava close to her, 
while her father Connor and older brother Liam looked on. Grace had deep brown eyes and a cute button nose. Everyone that set eyes on the baby fell in love with her instantly. This especially applied to six-year-old Liam. Despite being barely out of nappies himself, the little boy was fiercely protective over his baby sister, and the feeling came from both sides. Grace always calmed when she heard her brother's voice, would grin a gummy smile whenever his face came into view. The bond between brother and sister was undeniable. In fact, Liam had such an incredible calming influence on his sister that their parents decided it might be a good idea for the two of them to share a room. Liam was thrilled. Every night, he would read his sister a bedtime story before they both went to sleep. Then, on waking every so often, he'd peek over Grace's cot just to check that she was okay. The night before Grace's first birthday, Liam was awoken suddenly by a loud slamming sound. Sleepily, he sat up and stared around the darkened room. He shivered as a cool breeze brushed past his body. Looking up, he noticed that the window had blown open. The noise must have come from the shutters banging against the wall. Then, as if something was gently pulling his head round, he turned his neck towards Grace. She was sitting bolt upright in her cot, mumbling something that Liam could not understand. He was confused. Grace had barely even started to say Mama or Daddy yet, so how could she be mumbling like this? Then the baby fell silent and fell back onto her pillows. Panicked, Liam rushed over to the cot. He peered over the bars. Grace lay deathly still, her eyes shut. Gently, Liam reached out a hand and touched her on the shoulder. Grace's eyes snapped open and bored into Liam's. He gasped. Her eyes were bright, crystal blue. You're... you're not my sister, cried Liam. He hurried to fetch his parents. While Liam hung back, shaking in the doorway, his parents inspected Grace. True, they were a little taken aback about her eyes changing colour, but they didn't seem too perturbed. It can happen to babies, Ava said, pulling Liam into a hug. There's nothing to be scared of. But Liam felt no sense of relief. He knew he'd witnessed something sinister. Mm. Mm. Sinister sister. And it is weird when that happens to a baby. I mean, it doesn't happen like that, does it? I mean, it happens gradually, but I've seen it. Not normally after muttering, I imagine. No, no, not normally after muttering. But when it does happen normally and naturally, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit funny, (laughs) isn't it? So, yeah. Over the next few weeks, Grace cried constantly. She wouldn't be held by any member of the family and destroyed the books that Liam used to read to her. She's in the terrible twos already, chuckled Connor, as the hungry caterpillar was launched over his head. You went through exactly the same thing, Liam. But no matter how much his parents reassured him, Liam had a gut instinct that something was very, very wrong. Something was telling him that things were about to get worse. Grace did indeed grow into a toddler. A mean oh, that does sound one. worse. No, God, oh. who would have thought that would happen, eh? Grace. God. <laughs> Grace did indeed grow into a toddler. A mean one with a vicious temper. None of Liam's toys were safe. Grace would throw them against the wall or at him. She even bit the little boy. 
By the time she'd reached three and a half, Connor and Ava were at their wits' ends. They couldn't even invite friends or family over due to Grace's tantrums being too much. These tantrums were not harmless childish frustrations. They were dangerous. The one thing that did calm Grace was drawing. As long as it was with a red crayon. She'd scribble with it, then draw over and over and over the original doodle. The drawing would always be of two jagged, angry red fairies. One day, when Grace was strangely quiet, Liam came to sit with her. Taking a deep breath, he spoke. Who are they? He whispered. His sister glared at him. Evil. They are my real mummy and daddy, she said. And one day they'll come and find me. And you'll have to pay for what you've done. Liam's mouth hung open. Not only at her words, but also at the eloquence of how the tiny little girl was speaking. Then, as he watched Grace scribbling violently onto the paper, a new emotion hit him. Fear, grief and anger. Suddenly furious, he lunged forwards and grabbed Grace's arms to stop her drawing. They're in the kitchen, he yelled. Our mummy and daddy are in the kitchen. Grace let out a piercing scream and lashed out at her brother. Her bright blue eyes rolled into the back of her skull. Then her chubby arm reached out. Her fingers closed around the newly sharpened pencil. A gleaming lead point began to slice at Liam's face and throat. Blood splattered Grace's fairy drawing. And it completely ruined the drawing as well. I know, awful. And why did you give a kid a sharp pencil? Jesus. Well, she had a perfectly good crayon. I know, she obviously found a pencil. His parents rushed him to the hospital. Liam was lucky, surviving with just a few scrapes and cuts and bruises. But Connor and Ava blamed themselves. How had they managed to raise such an evil-spirited daughter? Then... The night before Grace's fourth birthday, Liam was once again woken by the sound of the window shutters banging against the wall. By now, he and his sister had their own bedrooms, but he was relieved about that. Absolutely. The noise had come from his sister's bedroom. Liam leapt from his bed and crossed the hall. In Grace's room, the windows had been opened with such a force that the glass had broken and lay in shards on the floor. He rushed to her bed till, once again find his sister sitting bolt upright, mumbling. Slowly, she opened her eyes. Liam clapped a hand to his mouth. His sister's eyes were brown again. She looked into his face and smiled, reaching out her arms to him, something she hadn't done for years. It wasn't long before their parents joined them. Joyfully, Grace ran towards them with a huge smile on her face. It seemed that there was at last a happy end to the story but still it remained a mystery. The family consulted doctors and psychologists on the matter, but none of the professionals could give them any answers. At last, ready to accept help from any means, the family went to a spiritualist. She was an old lady, garbed in a white robe, thick glasses and tufts of white hair on her head. She told them that the blue-eyed child they'd lived with for so long must have been a changeling. Ava and Connor exchanged glances. I think I heard an old story from my grandma about something to do with that, said Ava. The spiritualist dipped her fingers and swallowed. Fairies live among us, she explained, and sometimes they give birth to unruly or even murderous offspring. 
When this happens, they can swap their child to be raised by humans for three whole years. Wow, that sounds like quite a break. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. It's a good deal. Well, though. they take the human kid. Yeah, yeah. The human kid might be a nightmare. They don't know that. Well, it's potluck, isn't it? If their child manages to kill a member of the human family, she peered at Liam, who gulped, then the fairies can keep the gentle human child. If not, they have to swap them back. Huh. The family looked at Grace, open-mouthed. I remember the fairy mother, she sang happily. When they brought the bad baby back, they didn't want to have the bad baby back. They wanted me to stay with them. But the fairy mother said it was the rules. I had to go home. Then she smiled widely at her parents. Then her face dropped a little as another memory flooded into her mind. I saw the bad baby, she said quietly. She didn't like me. She looked at me with scary red eyes. They were like fire. And she floated like she was flying. And she wouldn't stop looking at me. She smiled, but it was a scary smile. And that bad child, said the spiritualist gently, will gain far more power now it's back with its family. Far more than if it stayed with you. And she said that... Began Grace, but then stopped. The spiritualist cleaned in close. Said what, child? Grace was looking down at the teddy she was clutching. She said, see you soon, sister. Mm. The end. Nice ending. Yeah. So, if the child doesn't kill one of the other family, it goes back to the fairies and becomes more powerful. Yes. So, I suppose they try to get rid of it to prevent it from getting worse. Mm. Does that make sense? Um... I don't know if sense is the right way to go about thinking about this, but anyway. No, I mean, I, I need to look more into I guess that's one the, story of the... Yeah, sort of obviously this is so. a modern, you know, story. Yeah, yeah. I I I did that because, you know, obviously You Are Not My Mother is also a modern version. Yeah, so that's why I chose it, this. It ties in well. I would love to look at the original folklore. Um, there was so much on this, so, so much. But I thought this story kind of fitted with the film because it was, as I said, modern. Mm. Um, but I will absolutely, for another episode, look into the actual original folklore. And then, and um, I'm sure there are people listening to this who know the proper folklore behind this. So please do get in touch if you do um, and, and let us know what you know because I think it's, you know, really, really interesting, don't you? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I'm sure this is not the same as the original folklore. Oh, but folk folk stories change and exactly evolve over time. Yeah, different times and places and different groups of people. So no, no, that's fine. There's not normally like one definitive version of most things. Yeah. So I think it's nice to hear different versions. Yeah. Of it. So if your baby's um, eyes change colour very quickly, uh, yeah, it's now evil. Throw them Sorry. out the window. I'm joking. <laughs> well, I know, I know. Putting in your story, did you say to throw them out the window? Or no, like that. no. Just don't even around any sharp pencils. It'll be fine. Exactly, exactly. Um, and there is, I always say, there's nothing. There's nothing creepier than a baby's laugh. If there's no baby, I don't know. If <laughs> I, I think if there's actually, no baby. Um, you're not. My mother said, um, "Family's the scariest fucking thing in the world." Mm. And actually, maybe that can could contend with it. Maybe. Maybe that's what's if scary about this, creepy, though, because it's an invader into your family, Especially if there's a creepy baby involved. Although, actually, thinking about it more, in that film, at least they're scary with the teenage girls, because they are scary anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's scarier? So, basically, everything is scary. Yeah. Good night. I'll put, I'll put another poll up. What's scary? A scary baby or a, or a teenager? See what people think. Mm. See what people think. I mean, there can be pretty scary versions of either one, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and one could become the other. 
given yeah. enough time. So that that's yeah, well, you know, scary potential there, isn't it? Absolutely. Anyway, your pain is in the post, kind of thing. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, then you become wonderful rounded adults, such as me, and I suppose Vince, um, and anyone who listens to this, clearly, yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening. Please do, if you have any thoughts or, you know, information on changelings, then give us a shout on ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. Um, and you can find us on Instagram as well, Twitter and Facebook. But Instagram is our main communication source, I would say. I, it feels like that's the way to go, yeah. doesn't it? Likewise, if you've got um, any uh, true horror uh, or, or sort of ghost stories that happen to you that you'd like to share, because we'd like to do, uh, we'd like to share them on the podcast if possible, if um, people have anything they'd like to share with us, uh, and any horror film recommendations or song recommendations. Basically, just just do everything. Do everything. There's like Speak six, to us. six calls of action. Just choose one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Choose your favourite. <laughs> As long as you talk to yeah. us, it's but it's fine. been it's been lovely in the last week or so. Like having a few new listeners and chatting to new people, it's great. So please say hello to us. We are very friendly. We are friendly. Yeah, we're nice people, really. Yeah, don't say really. Like we come across as assholes. We might come across as weird on this. I don't know. Uh, who knows? I don't care. Oh, I do care. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, we will speak to you in a couple of weeks. Um, and see you on the socials. Thanks, yeah. everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>